Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As many of you know, I'm obsessed with romance. And really interestingly on this show, we've had a series of questions where people are asking, is it okay for me to live outside of typical romance? We've had Mariah on and Danny on who've been asking versions of this questions. And today we have Ren. And I love this question in which we're saying that prototypical romantic relationships don't serve all of us. And what do we do when they don't serve us? And that is going to be a continued conversation that we have with Rin today. One note on today's episode, my recording got botched. And so the audio is going to sound differently than usual. Luckily, the great Ariana Nettleman thought to record the Zoom. And so you're going to hear Zoom audio. I don't think that will distract from the wonderful conversation I got to have with Rin, though. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Ren. Hi, Vanessa. So it turns out that you and I know someone in common, my beautiful husband. Peter. Yes. So you are a chemist at MIT. Yes, I am. I am a 24-year-old graduate student. I'm in my third year. This is a very stressful time because uh, I'm doing my original research proposal, which is not the most fun. I have my exam coming up on the 28th, so RIP me. But it'll be okay. It will be okay. And it'll pass. One day it'll be the day after that exam. And one day it'll be 30 years after that exam. And you'll tell a funny story. It will be. Um, so, Rin, what question brought you in today? Um, so, the question I brought in today is whether or not I should quit dating as someone who identifies as Arrow Ace. Okay. So, tell me a little bit about it and what the identity of Arrow Ace means to you. 
So there's this whole entire spectrum of being arrow ace, and there are many varied like micro identities within it. Um, for me, I personally re- identify as someone who definitely knows that they're ace. Like I don't experience sexual attraction. I feel like thus far I've been feeling just aromantic. So I have not experienced romantic attraction. I think, but growing up, I always fantasized about being in a close relationship, especially particularly one of romantic one. I loved reading romance novels. I always like get excited about the romantic intimacy of it. I really like Jane Austen. I think the interaction between Catherine and Henry Tilney in Northanger Abbey is so cute. Just like intellectually and emotionally, like I just like get very excited about this idea, mm-hmm. and so. I guess the way I've been thinking about it is like there are basically two main questions, I guess. Like, do I want to try being in a committed relationship? And two, like, like where am I on the arrow spectrum? Is being in a romantic relationship something that on some level you want, like on an intellectual level you want, although you feel like on a day-to-day level you have never craved that with an individual or are you? Yeah. yeah. I've, Sorry, please go ahead. No, no, no. I was. The answer is yes. Okay. And so you're like, in theory, I would like to be married. I would like to be partnered. Mm-hmm. That is exactly correct. Okay. So what about that theoretical marriage or partnership sounds appealing to you? What are you like, this is what I want out of that? So there is the emotional connection. So there's an emotional intimacy of sharing your life with someone. And by definition, like, well, not by definition, actually, just because you're partnered does not mean that you are emotionally close. But I would like to be emotionally vulnerable with that person. And also, I would like to know that we were in a stable relationship and that we were had committed relationship with each other. There's also the financial aspect of it, because like, yeah. one day I want to buy a house. Yeah. And it's easier to buy a house when you have resources pulled together. And so it just seems like overall there are benefits to just being in a romantic relationship because there is that like emotional intimacy you're in a committed relationship you know that you guys won't like leave each other and there's a financial aspect yeah so have you dated um I have gone on several dates they have not led anywhere I mean I made one friend off of like a dating app and we became good buds like we text each other like for over a year now. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's better than a lot of first dates. Yeah. So I got a friend out of dating, yeah. going on dating apps. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask what is probably the obvious question. Is there a reason you can't do this with a friend that you can't like platonically marry someone? Is it that that's not what you want, damn it? And you should be able to have everything that you want. Or is it like, well, society doesn't really set me up for that. Or are you like, yeah, in a perfect world, friend, let's go. Yeah, I would love to have a friend who I platonically marry. That would be wonderful. It's just like, I don't know how to go about that. There isn't really a model for how to go about that. Okay, so in a perfect world, you find a friend who you want to be in an aromantic asexual relationship with, but who you can be emotionally vulnerable with, who you can share finances with, who you can be committed to. We are going to take care of each other. If you need someone after surgery, I'll be there and back at you. We're going to promise that. Is this correct? This is correct. So if I were to say to you right now, well, Ren, you should definitely stop dating 
you don't want to date. You want this other thing. What would you balk at in that? Or would you be like, great, episode over. Cool, bye. I would balk at that because I would be like, well, part of me is like, I know that this far I have been arrow ace. But like part of me is like, what if I am actually demi-arrow? So for example, Emily Nagoski mentions that there's spontaneous desire versus responsive desire, but that's in the sexual realm. But like, I kind of wonder if that's also in the air, like arrow realm too. Like I have to cultivate this like romantic side of me in order to experience it. And that would be way easier than I guess going out and trying to find a friend who wants to platonically marry me. And so if there's any way I can go an easier route, I will try and take it. Well, that's because the entire world is designed around you not finding a friend to marry and team up with in this way. Like, this sucks because your sexual and romantic identity doesn't have a clear path for you to walk in the world and you would have to be inventing a new path. And walking the path that is set up is hard enough, let alone then being like, let me elbow my way through with, you know, trying to do it with a friend. Like, this sucks. I I understand why you're, like, forcing myself to learn to be romantic sounds easier than changing the whole world and how they think about marriage. It also, like, it also sounds easier because, like, I've just spent all this time fantasizing being in a romantic relationship and, like, reading all of this, like, literature and books and, like, consuming all this media. And so, like, Realizing I'm never going to have that, it's also hard yeah. to give up. Totally. So it's just like, well, like everything is pushing me towards trying to go for being in a romantic relationship because A, like I grew up wanting that. And then B, it's an easier route to take than trying to figure out like a friendship marriage. Yeah. So if I were to say to you, I think you should quit dating part of you would be grieving because something would be lost that you always wanted. But I'm wondering if you can just name for me what, what did you read in the books and see in the movies that you're like, I want that. I think it's like two characters seeing each other and recognizing each other's struggles and really connecting on an emotional level Mm -hmm. and feeling that instant connection. Like part of me is that feels really jealous of people who feel like the instant connection and like gravitation towards people because that's harder for me. I almost imagine like romance and sex being like gravitational pulls to people yeah. and they get pulled to people and sometimes they meet in the middle and then they have like this really deep connection. And part of me worries like, well, I don't feel the gravity. And so, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. So you're young. You told us at the beginning of this episode that you're 24. What if I were to say to you, experiment, like try to cultivate romantic connections with people for two years? I think that would sound reasonable. I think the concern I have is like when you're doing this experiment, you're experimenting with others. And like a lot of air aces are familiar with this book called Loveless by Alice Osman. And in the book, um, Georgiana experiments with her best friend, Jason, I think. And she tries to go on dates with him. And in the end, she realizes that like, she was like, kissing is really gross. And she's like, uh, like, I'm totally can't do this. Even though she also like spent a lot of time idolizing romance and being like, this is what I expect myself to be. 
and it ends up hurting her best friend deeply. And yeah. it isn't until the end of the book that they like make up. So part of me is concerned, like, am I like leading people on? That's also like a concern. I just have an, an opinion on that, okay. which is if you're honest with them, then no, there's always a risk of hurting people in dating. Everybody who goes on a first date is risking hurting the other person, which is why dating mm -hmm. is hard. And so I think that obviously you you do it conscientiously and honestly and with integrity and compassion. But I don't know. I think that I hurt a lot of people when I was dating by not going, wanting to go on another date with them. And I don't think I should have just kept dating them because it made them sad and vice versa. Yeah, that is fair. On my dating profile, it is upfront that I say I'm looking for someone who is understanding that I am looking at where I am on the spectrum of airways. Yeah. And I think that's enough. I mean, I think that, you know, to your comfort level, they're allowed to ask questions about what that means. And these things are negotiations. Relationships are full of compromises and negotiations. I just don't think that you being Aerowace makes that risk any... Different? Yeah, any different. I mean, it different because every risk is individuated, right? But like... Yeah. By kind, not by degree. Yeah. I guess, like, to s try and summarize the question, I guess it's like, um, should I accept where I am currently right now as I am right now? I have not experienced any attraction at all. Or should I continue to push myself and try and see if I can experience that romantic attraction? And if it's my identity is more fluid than I see it as. Should I continue trying to explore my boundaries? Like, because, uh, like, I'm very curious what the committed relationship would look like and, like, how it would feel. And I just don't know if it's worth it for me. Mm -hmm. So in 10 years, let's say you're single in 10 years for any number of reasons. Looking back, would you be glad that you sort of trusted your own gut and was like, look, like, I don't think this is the path for me and it was really hard to grieve and is really hard to grieve but this is who I am or would you be like I tried you know and I'm really glad I tried to figure out that this is solidly definitely who I am I think I would want to try okay I mean so that's what it sounds like you should do that. Just like the thing is that you're perfect. Like the problem is not you. The problem is the world and, and patriarchal norms and capitalism really like having designed the world in a way that doesn't have you in mind. And you deserve a world that does have you in mind. So if you, if you're dating and it doesn't go well, for whatever reason, you are just not the problem. <laughs> and then the thing to grieve is that we live in a broken world. And I think it is entirely possible that you find a person who you have more of that gravitational pull with, and you find enough there 
to be a version of what you've always imagined because all romantic relationships end up only being a version of what each of us imagined. How does that feel and sound? So it sounds like you're telling me that like I should not quit dating and I should try for another two years. But then the question, I, that follow-up question is, if in two years it turns out like I just never meet the person that I feel pulled to, towards or attracted to, or if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, I guess quitting then would mean like not going on any dates and then grieving like the fact that I'm arrow ace and I, and then what? Like I still want a yeah. committed relationship but there's no model for that. So first I would like to say, I don't want you grieving that you're arrow ace. I want you grieving that you live in a heteronormative straight crap world. So that's one. Two, I don't know. I think it would depend a lot on where you are in your life, but I think it's time to start conversations with friends about non-conventional agreements that you can have with friends. Ariana and I have joint bank accounts. Like we run a business together. She is still listed with Peter as my, in case of emergency, we have napkin rings with our names engraved on them in this house. And it is the kids, Peter and Ariana. We're having my 15 year old's birthday party and it's a family dinner. So Ariana is coming. And those agreements, I would say, started off as informal and became more and more formal as we became closer and realized it had been seven years and you know whatever it is but my dad had surgery and I couldn't get there and Ariana could and she went and sat with my family in the waiting room all day you know like so I think at that point it's throwing out the script and you start doing the really hard annoying work of scripting things for yourself just to say like when I read romance novels and like they talk about their like and it's like they have a connection they were like whatever I'm like I got the same feeling when you just described your relationship with Ariana it was like that is so touching and like get the like giddy feeling inside of like wow that is so sweet we are very very lucky but I was in my mid-30s when I found her so you know there's also that And the other thing is that, like, I just, I personally think that it's a lie that you get even close to everything from one person. I would Mm -hmm. say that I have, like, three or four people who, like, make up the, like, intimacy of my life. You know, legally and financially, I want you to have one other person because I think that that helps. But... It can also be a hodgepodge and it changes over time. And, you know, that's fair. Yeah, I guess the question I had was, is dating an avenue that could work out for someone who is arrow ace? Yeah. Like, and it seems like the answer is yes, I can use the traditional dating system in my favor. I think it's worth a try. Because I think that it is the path paved in the world and I want you to have the smoothest road possible. And so I personally think based on this conversation with you and me, I do not think that this is true for everyone who is Arrow Ace at all. But based on who you are and what you think you will regret in 10 years and your situation, 
I think, give it a try. You're a scientist. Run the experiment. Do you have any dating tips? Do have any dating tips? Be honest from the very beginning because there's no reason not to be. That's fair. And there's something really freeing about it. Like wear your regular clothes. Just let them know who you are from the beginning. Also be yourself. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing this question on. I think that versions of this question are something that a lot of people carry with them. And so I'm just really grateful to you and good luck and let us know how it goes. Oh my God. All right. Thank you for having me. Report back. Okay. I'll send you this date failed. This date was okay. I actually ended up becoming friends with this person, but (laughs) this also didn't work out. Oh, well. Oh, I will subscribe to this newsletter. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) This has been Should I Quit? 99.99% of our show is funded through Patreon. So if you listen to the show within the first few days of it coming out, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. Another way you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you leave us a review by March 1st of 2023, I will read your name in the credits sometime in March or April. And don't forget that we are running our fundraiser right now. You can find out more about that at notsorryworks.com and help us support On The Rise, an organization that is supporting women and non-binary folks through moments of homelessness. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Stephanie Federwish, Biddy, and Ari. We could not make this show without you, and we're so grateful. We are Not Sorry Production. Our executive producer is Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. Special, special thanks this week to Rin for joining us today. Thanks, as always, to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glassy, J. Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Kyle, and Stephanie Balsell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.